Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be. This is Trevor Carter. I'm your host today for Yes You Can podcasting radio show. And we have another guest who's with us. And this is going to be a very entertaining interview because we've got a question for you all before we bring on our guests. And uh, obviously, the climate for now, it changed. We're getting snow over here. Um, but we are survivors in UK. <laughs> we always know what it's like when it snows. We know what it like what to take. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have another guest with us today. And uh, before we bring him on, I've got a question for you. What is your purpose for 2021? What are your goals? What are your dreams? Do you have a goal that's all set up, ready to take off for the next 12 months? Well, our next guest is going to show to us about his purpose in his life. And uh, let's bring him on. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Trevor. Thank you for having me on. Hello, everyone. And yeah, it's a, it's an interesting topic. So hopefully I can provide some insight into purpose and, and how people can achieve theirs. Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's a very crucial topic because um, every time we look at this year, people are looking, oh my goodness, is 2021 going to be a different year than last year? I need to know where I'm going, what I'm doing. So your purpose is quite interesting because you've had your ups and downs and I'm sure people can relate to this interview. So Jonathan, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, who you are so for the benefit of the listeners. Yes, so um, as, as Trevor said, my name is Jonathan and I am by day a primary school teacher from the UK. And I've always wanted to delve into the world of personal development and self-improvement and I've read lots of books uh, listened to lots of podcasts and watched lots of TED talks and, and speeches and for me I always wanted to provide that impact in the world and that was one of the reasons why I became a teacher to try and provide impact to the younger generation and with that came that sense of fulfillment and it felt amazing and once I achieved that goal of trying to qualify and become a teacher, I thought that question that a lot of people think when they achieve their goal, now what? What do we do next? And this is where the purpose cycle was born. It was a cycle element because you're never truly off that journey in life. You, you may get the fruition, which is the you know, bearing the fruits of what you've sown in, in the past of building towards your goals. Well, it isn't really until that sort of towards the end of your life when um, I've sort of related it to the American sort of analogy of sitting on the deck on a rocking chair, reflecting on you, on the life and thinking, mm -hmm. yes, I am really, truly fulfilled. I've lived a life of purpose. And that is where the purpose cycle was born. And this actually, the idea came from building a speech for my class who were moving on to secondary school and, and how their life will have seasons a little bit like we have in the UK, we have quite extreme seasons, spring, mm -hmm. summer, autumn, winter. Life has its own seasons and it can be broken down into different parts and different phases. And I like to break that down into different cycles. Um, so obviously you have micro cycle, which is a, a smaller purpose cycle. And it could be that small goal, which I had of, of that year or, or three training to be a teacher, or you could have a macro cycle a lot bigger. And that would involve the likes of, you know, 
for me, one of one of my big goals is, is becoming a father and, and raising a family. And that is a, a longer term purpose cycle as well. So it can be categorized in many different ways. And what I wanted really with the purpose cycle is for people to make sense of what it is and and have some direction in manifesting and achieving their goals. Absolutely. And it's straight, it's amazing life as we say, this is life. But as you start the journey, there's certain scenarios come to you thinking, oh my goodness, am I really living life? And I think this journey is such a title, purpose cycle. So it's a cycle, but every cycle has a purpose. And for you, uh, Jonathan, when did you discover and what was the feeling like for you for finding that purpose in terms of where did it start? Where did the problem start? So you can have years, months, and, and a lot, a lot of time spent in searching for a purpose. But really, purpose finds you. Now, I had a, a, a quite difficult time during my early 20s because one of my closest friends had passed away from a rare heart condition. Uh, big Sheffield United fan, actually. And uh, he, uh, <laughs> he we, I remember just um, seeing him at a football game, actually. It was at, uh, at Wembley Stadium, Hull City versus Sheffield United in the FA Cup semi-final. And we were obviously going to go separate ways because he was going to the Sheffield end and I was going to the Hull end, being a Hull fan. And mm. he was like, oh, I don't feel very well. And something wasn't quite right. And it wasn't until you know, months down the line that we realized what this condition was. And a lot of, um, when you see marathon runners just drop, all of a sudden drop dead and, and people say, well, he was a really fit, young, healthy man. It's it's a, a condition called myocarditis and it, it does affect a lot of people unbeknown to them. And it was such a shock. And Stephen was a primary school teacher and he really did deliver impact to not just his students, but to to everybody he met. And he had a quote in his phone that's always stuck with me. And it was, if you're not making someone else's life better, then you're wasting your time. And that was really, that, that struck with me because I thought, yeah, my, my purpose really, and the, the feelings that you get, the responses that you get from being kind and helping others is such a, a fulfilling feeling why can't I do that all the time? And that sort of set me on my journey, really, in, in, in self-improvement and self-development. And it's sort of taken its own course. I never intended to write, um, start writing a book, which I'm doing now, or, or launching a podcast. It's just byproducts of me wanting to try and get a message out to inspire people. Mm. Well, you, um, what I want to find out, because people are still to this day, well, no matter what age it is, are still trying to find purpose trying to find their life. Now, it can be exhausting. It can be mind-blowing journey, you know, where you speak to somebody basically where, where you're going, but for some reason they can't see it. Yeah. Did you feel you had to prove yourself to people around you, uh, family or people who you're working with, to let them understand this journey and what your purpose is? I would say, I, I think I did, but in fact, I didn't. I think my, my, my family have that sort of unconditional support of myself, whichever whichever route I decided to take, it was there. But in, in my own self, I always felt like I had to, to, to prove to people. And also because quite a lot of listeners might be able to relate to this, but I often suffer from imposter syndrome. 
So even before coming on this podcast, I thought, what, why, why, why does Trevor want to speak to me? Uh, and mm-hmm. it's a strange feeling because you work really hard to try and get somewhere. But then when you sort of, when you are there, again, it's just why, uh, you know, why are people wanting to hear my message? And it's something that I'm getting better at and I'm working at. But yeah, I think a lot of people need to realize, you know, they might feel like they have to take on the world or prove to people that they're on the right path. When in fact, once you're comfortable in your own skin and you prove it to yourself and you you are content with who you are and where you're going, then you don't need to prove it to anybody. And what's really helped me with that is is affirmations, positive affirmations. And also I'm, I'm getting into meditating as well. And that was something mm-hmm. that I'd always sort of stereotyped to something that was a bit, I don't know, just not something that I would do. Yeah. Um, and I've actually found that it, it, it helps your focus massively on what you're wanting to achieve. And it also helps you bring that, it grounds you to think, yes, I'm actually, I'm in the right place. Mm-hmm. I'm in a great place and I'm going to be in a great place in the future. Right. Now, the, the whole thing about this, interview is maybe somebody in here may be depressed, low self-esteem, maybe continuously procrastinating and etc. And they seem to be doing the cycle over and over again. Now for you, Jonathan, how do you recognize it, finding the purpose and what process did it take to discover, oh, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing? So I call it realization and that's the second phase in, in, in what I call the purpose cycle. Everybody has the first step, the aspiration. And that is, I would like to do this. It's your idea. And then quite often we have the realization. And I can split that into four different types. The first one is the realization of your environment. So it could be that I just, you know, I have a family of four that I have to support. So I can't just quit my nine to five and pursue my dreams self-employed. It could be that, you know, I have lots of responsibilities, lots of bills. I could be in a huge amount of debt. So I cannot just use, uh, start investing because I'm in debt. It could be anything along those lines. And, and that is often a barrier that a lot of people have in front of them. They're environmental. And that's, that is one of the main sort of, well, it's, it's an excuse in a way because it, they found an obstacle and a reason to say, no, I'm going to stay in my comfort zone. And I'm just going to stay as I am because, but then nothing will change. If you, if, if you don't change anything, I always say make changes, not excuses. And it, we try and find ways around that. Uh, the second type is the task oriented um, in realization. And that could be, well, actually, I don't have the technical knowledge to start a podcast. Or I, you know, I maybe struggle with writing at school. So I might not be able to write a book. And again, you can enroll on courses. You can find ways you can learn of other people. I love doing these podcasts, speaking with people like yourself, because mm-hmm. it helps me refine my craft as well. And I can learn from you and how you run this podcast. And then there's the final two realizations and it's the realization of others. So really assessing your circle and thinking who is there for me, who will support me no matter what, and who do I maybe have to sort of stay away from a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't really like the sort of keep your enemies closer sort of phrase because you don't want that negativity in your life. You need to make sure you have a positive circle, not just of yes people who will tell you that you're amazing and great, but who can have that environment and that, that conversation in helping improve you. And the final realization, which is the most important one, 
is the realization of self. And mm -hmm. that is where actually it encapsulates the other three, because really all of these different things, the environment, the task and, and other people, they, they are things that you might not be able to control unless you decide to take control of them. So you need mm -hmm. to think, right, what can I control? What can I do in order to make that next step on the cycle to success and then just do it? Mm -hmm. Right. Now, going back to what you were saying earlier on, it makes me think about what we have to give up. What is it that you have to give up to find yourself? Now, for you, Jonathan, did you have to go away to come back to find yourself or did you stay in the same environment and carried on with the journey and discovered this is my purpose? How, how, what did you find? So I was in the final year of university when I realized this and thought, actually, this lifestyle isn't something that will help me. And it was something that in terms of the, the social cues, you felt like you had to just fall into line. So I had to go to university, spend all my money on going out and partying and survive on takeaways because that's what every student does, apparently. Mm -hmm. and actually, it's not the case at all. It just didn't, I just didn't feel fulfillment or happiness from it, even though the, the circle that I was with were, were, were quite happy doing that. And that was the sort of lifestyle that I could see around me. So I sort of just formed into line and, and followed it. But actually, I felt I need to go somewhere new and discover myself in a way and, and, and try and find out what, I, what it is that I'd like to do. And I actually got uh, an opportunity because I, I, I was a football coach well prior to teaching. I had an opportunity to go over to North Carolina in, in the United States of America to coach what they, well, soccer, as they call it. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, it was nine months, and you did get to stay with with host families, but also there was quite a lot of times where you were by yourself and you stay in a hotel. And a lot of the the sessions that I was coaching were by myself. I would drive three hours out into the the country to to coach for forty five minutes to an hour, and then drive three hours back and. Uh, that wasn't every session, but th there were certainly instances where I had to, I was obviously losing time and money from from doing those, those those sessions. But then in turn, in the summer, people from all around those cities, you could maybe form four or five different camps. So mm -hmm. you were able to get your money back that way. And, and it was the marketing side and and also the responsibility at 22, 21, 22 of right, this is what people do to go out and make their dreams a success. This person who had hired me had the dream of expanding his business and people had to go and do, and he was doing it himself as well. People had to go out and do these sessions and, and promote themselves. And mm -hmm. I just found it so, so powerful, not just from a business sense, but from a personal sense as well. It taught me, you know, getting up early, having a routine, making sure that I was hydrated correctly because it was a, it's a warm part of the country. And I had to have everything in order, um, even little things that I sort of took for granted as a student. For example, I, I'm asthmatic, so just getting getting my inhalers for free mm -hmm. sent to me. I had to make sure I had my supply. I I was just, you know, I was living out of a suitcase. So all of these things just really helped me grow up. And I, I felt like in those nine months, it almost felt like I'd grown nine years. And mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. came back. A completely different person and I think that's when the mindset the mindset shift if I can speak the mindset shift really did begin and and that was yeah that was a big part of my journey right so you would say that your move to US 
with the shifting period time for you to really find your purpose. Is that correct? Yes, I think that was, and I didn't have a label at the time on it, but when when I reflect now and I'm starting to write and blog more and speak about it, that's when I can really pinpoint the beginning. Uh, and every phase needs to have that. Every journey needs to have the initiation and the, the beginning of the, the rest of the journey, as it were, and, and a, a clear, almost a clear start point. It could be an accumulation of things. Mine was one sort of big move, but in those nine months were a series of small actions that led to the big change. Right. Now, going to US, it's bigger, it's a capital, the language, the food. You spent nine months over there, and it's strange how sometimes people do have to go away. Uh, I mean, going away could be another city, another town within the country, but going abroad, would you say that would have happened to you to find a purpose by staying in UK and going to another city, or it had to be that you had to go abroad? I don't think it, it would have helped me because of the, the complete change in culture was something that was huge for me. And also when I was staying with some of these Hearst families, which were a huge impact, and I'm still in touch with them to this day, um, eight years later, I could see what they had. Like I spoke earlier about my ultimate purpose cycle would be to raise a family and create a big environment like that. And I could see these, these families that were established in these lovely US houses and they had everything that they sort of, they, was, they just seemed really happy. And it wasn't about the materialistic things such as the house and the cars that they had, but it was mm -hmm. the love and the, the feeling that they had within that household. And the fact that, uh, I mean, it, it must be, it is quite an American thing. And initially it was anyway, that people would just do what they wanted to do. A lot of Brits are maybe stuck in that rat race of, ah, oh, I'll just get a job because that's, that's what it is to me. It's a job. But for, for these people who I stayed with, their careers were, the, were their lives. There was people who were writers, um, lecturers, and they, they, had, they did what they wanted to do and they had found their purpose. So for me, that was hugely inspiring because I came back and I thought, actually, I don't need to sort of compartmentalize myself into a particular field. I can do whatever I want to do if and when it finds me. And I found that really powerful as well. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, obviously, leaving US and coming back, things have changed for you in terms of how you looked at yourself and how you looked at the environment. Did you find it very difficult to fit back into the environment in UK in terms of still on the purpose cycle, trying to find yourself? And did you feel that people around you are thinking, oh, my goodness, Jonathan changed here. He's not the person I used to know. Did you find any uh, scenarios like that when you came back? I did, yes. And... For, my, for, for fault of my own, really, sort of trying to please other people and please the circle around me because in, in particular friendship groups, you realise that there might be people in, in the, that aren't the best for you that do not get, you know, they say you're the average of the five people that you spend time with the most. And it, it would have been quite easy for me to form fall back into the old habits, but I'd already had nine months of establishing new positive habits. So actually... Coming back, people did notice a change. People maybe did get their back up a little bit. And it's not anything personal. I think people need to realize this. When they go on a journey and they change and people say, oh, you're, you're different. You're not the person you used to be. Yeah. It's more of a, an envious and jealous kind of angle rather than mm. a personal attack on yourself. So you will get people who celebrate 
the difference in you. And you also acquire and you attract new people who have similar values to you as well. And that's a really important thing. Um, and what I realized after maybe a couple of years of since coming back from the US, a couple of years of maintaining the same circle, found it really difficult to kick on any further. I was sort of capped at my potential because I wanted to get so far, but then I still had that sort of weight of a couple of people who were maybe not necessarily the best people for me. And I gradually began to sort of distance myself. And this really helped because after a while, I think people maybe got the message or, you know, I managed to distance myself to a point of like, right, I'm on a new path now. And I think people need to think it's, it's not selfish to do that. It's actually really beneficial for yourself because you're not weighing yourself down with either, you know, the, the beliefs and values of other people and you're acting in accordance to the identity of the future you. And I always talk about this to choose long-term. What does the long-term you want mm -hmm. to look like? What do you want to be? And whenever you're faced with that decision, always choose the long-term you rather than the short-term you. For example, if I chose the short-term me all the time, I would avoided confrontation and those difficult um, situations in which I actually needed to distance myself away from. But I chose the long-term me. I faced up to the people who may be not, you know, the best for me. And I explained, look, I'm on a different path now. And that, that's absolutely fine. So choose the long-term you every time. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Jonathan Tucker on. What is your purpose in cycle? What is your dream for 2021? Do you feel lonely? Do you feel low? Well, we're here to hear our guest. He's on this show to share with us exactly his journey. And guess what? He found his purpose and he still continue to go on to this cycle. Now, Jonathan, one of the biggest thing is people to find their purpose. It can be quite a frightening experience. Um, I would almost say you put yourself in a box and you're so comfortable, it's nice. And next minute you find a trigger goes off and think, oh, I need to come out of this box, but where am I gonna go? Who's gonna help me? Was it a frightening experience for you on this purpose of finding yourself and traveling? Or if you didn't, how did you manage to overcome it in terms of not putting yourself in a difficult position? So I always think about how you frame a situation. It's always quite a daunting experience to even coming on a podcast or public speaking or going on, going on a flight on your own um, having sorted everything myself to go away to a, a new country and, and to live there, you know, thinking this, this bag that I have with me now is all that I'm going to be living out of for the next nine months. And yes, it can be perceived as scary, but if you reframe it and you think actually it's your body just naturally reacting to the situation and getting you prepared for what's to come it's the excitement a lot of the the symptoms we say of of being anxious or being excited are very similar with the clammy hands and the increased heart rate and that sort of butterflies in your stomach and you want to live for those moments because once you finish like for example i had a i had a talk in the summer that i did for for my for my school it was a conference and i thought there was only going to be about 20 people online it was a virtual conference it was all around the world but thought only 20 people will be interested in listening to me. And again, that relates to the imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And the minute before we started, over three and a half thousand people were logged on to this uh, call. And again, 
the fight or flight kicked in. The the daunting, I was out of my box. I was mm-hmm. out of my comfort zone and my heart was racing. I was getting really clammy hands. Uh, mm-hmm. I was speaking really fast. But then afterwards, I finished. I got all this feedback. It was fantastic. But I got the feedback internally and I felt absolutely amazing. I felt on cloud nine and I thought, I'd love to do that again. I'd love to go through that little bit of nerves, the, 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 the little bit of uh, fear, mm-hmm. face it, and then feel amazing mm. afterwards. And that's why I think one of the, the real impacts of, of putting yourself out of your comfort zone and, and voting for that future you, because I've always wanted to be someone who can go speak in and, and do lots of, of, of these talks. I need to put myself in these situations more. So I encourage everybody who is listening to go and do that and put themselves out of the box, out of the comfort zone and just start and see where you get to. Absolutely. Now, obviously, this journey wasn't something overnight. (laughs) Uh, I believe you continued and continued until that light bulb came on and it became Mm. more reality. So my question is, how long does it take you to really find that real purpose? So, like I said before, the purpose cycle could be micro cycles, there could be very small cycles, or they could be greater cycles. And what I'd encourage everybody to do is try and visualize what it is that they want to achieve. And that could be um, through the, the means of, of a meditation exercise. It could be just when you're about to go to sleep and you're just thinking about what you'd like to do. Or it could be printing off photographs of what your future self wants to be. So it could be, for example... If it was a podcast, it could just be a picture of a studio and a microphone. And um, it mm-hmm. could be anything along those lines. And you just begin to visualize. And I all, always encourage people to think of ideas that have impact. Mm-hmm. And impact I use as an acronym. And I've written about this in my blog, actually. And what it says is basically the I stands for innovation. So what is it that you are creating that adds use and value to the world? You know, it can't be just something that everybody already does. It has to have a niche. It has to be unique. It has to be something that provides real value. And the the M stands for measurable. So your idea, how long is that going to be? Because, you know, if you say, oh, one day I want to become a podcast host. Well, when is one day going to come? I set myself a date in a diary on a calendar. And I had to make sure that before that deadline came, I had put the wheels into place. I had set up my um, podcasting platform account. I'd created a logo. I'd emailed some guests. And all of these things put it in motion. So measurable, what's the time scale? And I wouldn't worry about measuring things like money coming in or anything like that as of yet. Talk about your time scale and how you are going to measure success. So people accessing your content. The P stands for positivity. Now, you need to be positive, not optimistic, because if you go into it with a negative mindset, for example, even something as small as, well, you know, with with the whole situation, pandemic situation that's going on, businesses are failing. So if I fail, it doesn't matter. Well, if you're putting that seed into your head already, then you're going to be more inclined to fail. So always think positively and think, right, I'm going to face some challenges this year. And that's absolutely fine because I will be stronger for it in 12 months time. The A stands for accountability. So how are you going to make sure you keep yourself accountable? I always set up an accountability partner who can, we can bounce ideas off and keep ourselves in check. And we just send each other a text message saying, hey, how are you getting on today? And and how are you acting in accordance to your future self? 
Mm. And with the C, it stands for conviction. So if you're going to do something, don't just do it a little bit. Go for it. Really apply yourself with some conviction rather than just sort of tiptoeing around into the world of what you want to get into. Really go for it and, and you know, build, spend that time preparing because, for example, my podcast, I've managed to, to get, you know, nearly 20 guests already and recorded because then I've got that conviction I'm being consistent and I am producing regularly rather than just one, one a month uh, kind of thing. And the last one is T uh, for trust. Trust the process. Trust that not everything's going to go your way immediately. You're going to have to work at it. But trust the fact that the future you will be thankful for all of the experiences that you're going through now. Mm. Well, Jonathan, I think that's really a great way of breaking it down for our listeners because um, most people tend to have it in their mind. This is what I want to do, but they struggle along the go on the way. But you've given us a great breakdown there, and I'm sure our listeners will be able to take that on board and apply it to make it happen. Well, Jonathan, here's the amazing thing. What is it did you feel you had to give up to achieve this? Procrastination. I had to give <laughs> up. I, I had to start doing, you know, useful, uh, impactful acts in my time. I used to spend a lot of time on games, video games, uh, or just watching TV or scrolling on my phone. And I was holding my phone one day and I thought, why am I just scrolling aimlessly through this phone when I can be earning money from it? Or I could be making impact from it. I could be creating content from it. And that was one of the biggest things for me. Why am I wasting all this time? A lot of people have said to me since I've made this change, Jonathan, where do you get all of this time from? How do you have the time to do it? It's crazy. Well, actually, when we think about the amount of time that we spend in a day and write it down, we spend mm-hmm. you know, maybe eight hours sleeping. We spend X amount of time working. Then what do we do? a lot of people will just stop and and switch off. Well, actually switching off for me is writing a blog and then posting it and, and, and having those ideas out of my mind and having made productive choices and during the day helps me raise the quality of my sleep on the night. And I think, and I can rest properly because there was a lot of times before starting this journey when I would have broken sleep and I'd have ideas buzzing around my head, but I didn't know what to do with them. Or it could be that I was up, till 1, 2 a.m. video games. And then I wouldn't sleep very well. And I'd be up early the next day and I'd be back to work. And I just thought, what is the point in living like this? I need to make sure I vote for the long-term me. And, uh, and that was one of the things I had to give up, just sort of wasting time. Uh, in terms of other things I had to give up, of course, I had to make changes to my friendship circle. But those things that you give up, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's like, for example, if you give up uh, junk food if you gave up mcdonald's for a month because you were trying to lose weight it's not a bad thing to give up so you need to think about what things that you're ready you're prepared to to give up and lose in accordance mm-hmm. to act towards the better you uh, absolutely amazing so i'm sure the purpose of cycle is not always straightforward you always say when you walk down the road there's going to be two roads not one road and obviously when you come to that road jonathan you have to take a serious pick in terms of which road am I going to take to make my purpose, to find my cycle? And people probably look at hearing this and saying, well, I don't believe in that. 
uh, it's not happening. I've tried it before. I hear this all the time, um, the way people persuade themselves. Why are enough people doing this, Jonathan? Where are we going wrong for the sake of the listeners? Because people seem to be putting up a barrier against some of these testimonials and journeys about people come from nowhere and change their lives. And it's funny is it always happened to be on themselves by themselves without any help and they find it. What do you think we've gone wrong? Is it to do with the environment? Is it to do with the country? What do you think it is, Jonathan? Because you've made it, you've, you've found it and you're working on that. What would your idea, what would your saying be? I think there's a, a couple of factors. Obviously, when people go through the realization process, there could be four different ways of, of which they could, um, they're finding things difficult. But like I said before, the, the main thing is looking at yourself and the realization of self and what, what are you doing? You need to be able to control the controllables. And I, I think there's a culture in which we're afraid to fail. And failing often, failing forward is something that I really do advocate. By no means have I sort of like reached the pinnacle of where I want to be. But I've, I'm now in a place of contentment where I can think, actually, I'm prepared to go and fail and I'm prepared to learn in order to build the better me. And hopefully 10 years down the line, I'll be more successful in myself. So I'm not thinking about the monetary gains. I'm thinking about myself. I'm thinking about, am I going to be a better person? And I think when you you start to look at, you start to think inward first, then outward, because a lot of people do think outward first. They think, mm -hmm. well, if it wasn't for my boss, or if it wasn't for these people, or if it, if it wasn't for this pandemic, I would have made it by now. Well, actually think inward first. Think what can you do to um, change and make change? Because I, I've seen lots of businesses start on, on Etsy and on Instagram and things over the last couple of months. And I think it's great. You just got to be, you know, really pumped for other people when they're doing that and, and really positive. And if you put that positive message out there, it will come back to you. And you know, a lot of people may be skeptical of things such as the law of attraction. Um, but actually, I found that if you do put out positive messages, it does come back to you as well. And like mm -hmm. I said before, with impact ideas, do it with conviction. If you're going to do something, you need to do it properly. And even if, you, if you're going to fail, fail properly. Right. Don't set up a fake environment, which oh, I didn't get that sale today. I failed. No, actually, learn your lessons from the long-term effects, and the, and it will eventually help you develop and learn. Mm. So, in terms of developing life, Jonathan, I think uh, want to find out from you what do you do now to keep your mind fresh and your life perspective goal. Uh, what things do you keep yourself occupied? So, habits is the main thing that underpins everything. And as we spoke off air before the show, even though I'm still a, a school teacher, we, we have half term this week and a week off. And every single morning before work, I've been waking up this year and getting a cold shower, cold water therapy, because I, I, I've researched the benefits of, of the cold water therapy. But mainly it's a mindset benefit of I've accomplished something really difficult, even in January, February, when it's really cold. I've got in a freezing cold shower, I can go and accomplish anything today. And it also, of, co of course, it wakes you up and all of these other things. But for me, it was, a, it was a real battle that I would have every single morning. And it became routine. It became second nature. And that was part of my morning routine. And this morning, I, I was faced with some time off, which I've not had um, since the start of the year. 
Mm-hmm. And I thought, I could get a really warm shower today. It could be really nice and comfortable. And I could just really, ch- you know, chill out and not be as productive, just rest up. And then I thought, what good would that do the future me? I'm going to vote long term. In fact, if anything, I'm going to see if I can make it extra cold for me, for me thinking that. So that discipline, because there's not going to be, there's going to be days when you're not motivated. There's going to be days when you feel a bit flat or you feel like you want to be a little bit comfortable. But discipline and habits is what underpin everything. So for me, I've gone off on a bit of a tangent there, but I need to make sure that my habits are really tight in the morning. So cold shower, I have a coffee, I have some water to make sure I'm still hydrated. I make sure even though, you know, I'm going to, if, if I'm off work, still making sure I'm, I'm presentable, I'm ready to go for the day and I'm, I've made my bed and little things like that really, once you've done that, you are building momentum. So I would mm-hmm. say to everybody, if you can build momentum every single day, I've got a checklist on my phone and it's my own accountability partner, my phone. And it says, uh, wake up, tick, mm-hmm. coffee, tick, shower, tick, make the bed, tick. And I've already accomplished five or six things. I've had five or six victories in my day before I've even mm. tackled the big stuff. So mm. celebrate your small victories because they build momentum and then you can tackle something much bigger later on. Mm. Wow. Now, this is it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we can't be focusing on the environment that putting us in the place that we don't want to be. But Jonathan's saying there is management, there is time, and there's a commitment. And this is where we are now. We found its purpose. Now, Jonathan, this is a this is what I like about podcasting is we're able to share our life journeys that people can relate to and feel, you know what, I can relate to that. Now, you're continuing to work towards your goals. You're continuing to find your purpose. Tell us a little bit about what your dream is now. Um, with the with the lockdown at the moment, people are saying, "Oh, I don't want to. I don't think I can go here. I can't. I can do that." But there is a way around it. So, what's your dream? So, my my dream is to try and provide impact across the world. I, I've I've experienced providing impact in my classroom environment and what I've been teaching, and that feels great. It feels amazing. And then I've even gone to a level now in terms of promotions where I'm affecting the whole school and again that feels amazing i'm helping more and more people and putting this message out uh, for example i've started the purpose like a podcast and that is hopefully going to get a message out to a lot of people I'm starting to write a lot so hopefully my writing can bring that impact to people but i also want to get into speaking and developing my skills as a speaker and you know maybe tra- that might involve traveling and helping other people, help influence positive change in people's lives. And if I ever receive a message just to say, look, John, I've, I've seen what you've been doing and it's provided real impact to me, then that'll be a huge victory. Just to be able to, to affect someone's life to a point in which they've taken time out of their day to drop me a message. That's the ultimate goal. Uh, I'm not trying to, I'm not thinking too far in the future about careers and, and, and sort of the financial side of things, but I would like to, obviously live a comfortable life doing what I love doing. I think that's everybody's uh, goal really. And that is something that I would like to build towards, but I'm hoping that providing impact and helping people will be the main thing. And obviously the lifestyle will be a byproduct of that. And hopefully I'll be able to, to build a, a really positive and, and healthy family. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And I think the journey you're on, you're having impact already on people with your blog, with your book, and with your podcasting. So for the sake of our listeners, um, heard this, heard your testimony and probably inspired, but feel stuck and they want to move on. What things have you got in place at the moment, if anybody was interested to get in touch with you? So what I've got is obviously on my website, thepurposecycle.com, I have a sort of coaching platform in which I'm able to help mentor people or work with people to help achieve their goals. It might just be that you need a little bit of guidance. There's obviously personal trainers around the world, there's financial advisors and dietitians. So why not have a mindset coach as well? It's someone that can help you get from where you want to, well, where you are currently to where you want to be. And you might not be able to put a label on that. So what I've got on the website is a free one-to-one strategy call in which you can book that with me and we'll meet virtually on Zoom and just discuss your current situation. You might find a lot of value out of that strategy call and it's a completely free call and there's no ties to it. It's something that I want to do to be able to speak to people and reach people more. And it might be that you decide that you want to receive some coaching from me. It might be that you find a strategy call all that you needed. That's absolutely fine. As long as I can provide some impact, that is the main thing. And, and of course, on the website as well is blog posts, podcasts. So you might want to sort of research a little bit that first before you book the strategy call. That's completely up to you. But I would suggest, you know, if people are finding themselves a little bit stuck and they need maybe a little bit of direction or guidance, or maybe that reassurance that what they're doing is the right thing that they're, they're looking to do, because obviously they're listening to this podcast. So they're taking positive steps already and they're believing that they can. Yes, they can, and they can <laughs> do it. Why not um, have a strategy call and just talk things over and make sure that they're on the right path? Right. Uh, am I correct to say you've, you've written a book? Is that right? I'm in the process of writing, yes. So I'm about a third of the way through at the minute. So I'm, you know, I'm well on with it. Um, and basically, this will put everything into what it, what it really don't know, resonates really and what it stands for. Um, I'm hoping that maybe towards the end of this year, mm-hmm. we can have it either launched or ready to go uh, around Christmas time. So that's the aim. So I'm, I'm still yeah working really hard on that. And and of course, I'm using, I'm accessing coaches and people who are, are experienced in the field of writing to help me learn from them because I'm not mm. going to become a, an mm. author, fully fledged author overnight. We have to sometimes seek advice from people and and find that really useful and finding that this is what really social networking should be rather than just hitting, hitting, hitting a like button or commenting, you know, nice shirt. It isn't really social networking. What it is, Mm. is speaking with yourself today or arranging calls and and, and really absorbing information from people. So that's what I'm finding is really, really impactful. Well, Jonathan, what can I say? It's been an honor to have you on this show and I can tell you've got a lot to offer. And it's going to continue to grow. And obviously, there's no better time than now with what you're delivering. Um, Because there's so many questions out there. People are seeking answers and seeking purposes. And I'm sure your story and your website should be very beneficial. So as a final closing down, Jonathan, what would your final word be to anybody who's listening on this show with the pandemic? And we're seeing so many changes going on now. One minute a law change, next minute this is changing. So you can imagine the mindset of the people, how they're coping with this. For you, Jonathan, what would your final word be for people today? 
I would say, first of all, establish the most important relationship that you'll ever have in your life. And that's the relationship with yourself. Make sure that you are being kind to yourself. So that includes self-talk, affirmations, um, correctly feeding, uh, nutrition, hydration, sleep. Make sure you take that time out to look after yourself because that is the most important thing. I, I can imagine that a lot of listeners of your show are already kind people and already help other people. So what I would say to that is there is a reason why when you sat on a plane before it takes off, it tells you if, if in an emergency, you apply your own oxygen mask first before helping other people. That's because you cannot help people on empty. So really fill up that tank of yourself first and make sure you have a lot of kindness, a lot of love to give. Then you'll be at your optimum to be able to help other people execute on your ideas and be more productive so really do make sure you take care of yourselves and, and make sure that you access things such as this podcast to try and help you grow and develop more well ladies and gentlemen you heard it and uh, hopefully you get in touch with jonathan and uh, if you have a wanted sense of direction he's a man that's why he's on this show and ladies and gentlemen what can we say thank you so much for your time and thank you for listening and jonathan what a story and we're looking forward to your book We'll be looking out for that, and uh, it may come before the time. You never know, because there's always a purpose in a cycle. It goes round, it comes back. But uh, I want to say thank you for being on the show, and uh, we wish you all the best with what you're doing. And uh, thank you for your insight. It's been uh, very beneficial. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming, and take care. See you soon. Bye. Jonathan Tucker is the founder of The Purpose Cycle, an author, podcast host, teacher and independent life coach. Throughout his journey trying to find his true belonging for years, he always felt something was missing a sense of purpose. There were days he was struggling with procrastination, negative thoughts and horrendous mental well-being. This pattern affected his work ethic, relationships, finances and physical health. The front he was putting on to his friends and family was exhausting and something had to change. This was the beginning of the purpose cycle. He successfully supports people in realizing their full potential and giving their lives a new direction. Listening to their problems and concerns that stand in their way. His mission is to work with you together to discover your personal road to more success, satisfaction, and strength. Log on to his website at www.thepurposecycle.com.